Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Welcome, in fact, to episode 219 for Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. Four days till Christmas, everybody. No turning back now. Are you ready? Do you have your plan ready? Do you have your, what do people eat on Christmas? It's not as cut and dry, no pun intended, as when we eat on Thanksgiving, correct? Do people do the Christmas turkey, Christmas ham? I don't really know what the tradition should be. I see some VIPs filling in very, very quickly. We already have our podium finished this morning. On this, four days before Christmas, in the gold medal position is the Chicago Tank. Silver position is Amber. And in the bronze medal position is the the beautiful, the smart, the funny, the elusive Robo Kitty. Good morning, everybody. Look at how quickly we fill up. For those of you playing at home on this Spotify podcast, maybe you're new. Who knows? Let me explain. The deal is we record this podcast uh, usually in Reddit. It's always in a live stream. We're moving a little bit toward Twitch, as all of you guys know. Some of you guys know. At any rate, we always record the show during a live stream. That's what we do. So you Spotify at-home players, that's what you're listening to. I'm looking at the comment section. All my beautiful friends from around the internet are filling in. I see someone kind of new. Hell's Army. Welcome to the show, Hell's Army. Uh, if you are, in fact, uh, uh, Hell's Army or part of Hell's Army, I, I want you to know you're winning. <laughs> you're doing very well these days. The Stunning Redhead is in the uh, comment section as well. Good morning, Georgie girl. Good to see you, dear. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. This is what we do every morning. We say hello to each other. We catch up. We sit here. We sip our coffee. You know what I did? I had a, a really a horrible thing happen this morning. I ran out of creamer. That's, uh, that's bad news in my household with the way I roll. Now, technically, I didn't run out of creamer. What happened is Kroger sent, uh, sold me a bad batch. I actually had whatever, a quart in my fridge. My nose told me, no, no, don't go there. So uh, I'm drinking black coffee this morning. I'm not very happy about it. I'll tell you what else I'm not very happy about. Let me tell you about my day yesterday. Holy hell in a handbasket. What I did yesterday at about 10.50 in the a.m. is I pulled into a dentist's office. I had a, I have been saying that I had a root canal. Really what I had was a, re, a redo, a root canal redo. 20 years ago, one of the big diesels chompers needed a little help. And uh, so I had my first glorious root canal experience. That was interesting because they put me under for that uh, procedure. There's kind of a funny story. I wonder if I've ever told it on the show. Who knows? I'll tell it now. As I said, they, they quote unquote put me under for that original root canal 20 years ago. And uh, I mean, from my perspective, what, what do I care? Like nothing happened. It's, it's a, have you ever had that where you, you get anesthetized and then you just lose that time? It's not like sleeping where somehow you kind of knew you were asleep. It's like that time is gone. And uh, back then had a friend drive me, drive me home from the uh, root canal procedure. Well, on my follow-up appointment, I walked into the dental office. Again, this was 20 years ago. This was not yesterday different place by the way not that it matters I walked in and everyone oh there he is everyone made a scene the staff the staff made a scene when I walked in for my I, I, I said what what the hell's going on so they started telling me about the what happened during the uh, you know, while I was quote unquote under, it turns out I was not asleep. It's just that it's like a, one of those, uh, one of those, uh, drugs where anyway, 
I wasn't asleep, I just don't remember it. So I was awake. So apparently in the chair, I told him, I said, I, I gotta take a leak, which that really sounds like me. That's very much like me. And it turns out, so one of the one of the assistants, which by the way, why do dental hygienists and assistants, why are they always just cute as hell? How does that work? They're always just adorable, beautiful usually. I don't know why why that is. Anyway, one of the cute uh, hygienists had to walk me back to the to the thing, and apparently I was hitting on all the girls. I did did a dance in the hallway. I just made this entire scene. I guess I I asked her if she wanted to. How far does how how far do you want to help me, dear? Do you want to hold the holy relic in your hand or do I have to do that? Anyway, this all happened. I had no recollection of it whatsoever. The other thing too is I lost my balance and I checked this poor girl into the wall. Like I fell into this girl, checked her in the wall. I was probably weighed twice as much as she did. Anyway, Kaminsky kids in the house. Good morning, kid. Lady Letter Carrier says, Turkey, goose, Duck and prime rib are traditional Christmas dishes. No ham, huh? I thought I saw maybe on on uh, like one of those old. I don't know where I saw it. Would it be like one of those old Disney movies, like uh, Duck McScrooge Duck or whatever? Didn't they have a holiday ham? I don't know. Robo says, oh my God, Tony, you got fresh with the with the pros. Yeah, but what's funny is I totally got a pass because I didn't remember any of it. I enjoyed hearing the story like it, like someone else did it. And I mean, they all had a great laugh. Apparently, I, whatever, I was entertaining even in the midst of this procedure. Well, anyway, yesterday, they had to redo. They had to redo, which no one ever told me that was a possibility. If I had known that it was going to go downhill like this, I think I would have said at some point, just remove my lower jaw. How about that? Let's do that. Back in the day, I don't ever want to come back and do one of these things. Anyway, I got through it, but it was a redo. And what was interesting about yesterday is I had actually a um, a reaction to the to the hooch. You know how they... It's interesting how they do it in later. So they put a numbing thing in there, like with a swab. They put a numbing thing in there, and of course, and I'm a total wimp, so I'm thinking, thank Christ. That's just to numb for the shot of numbing stuff. Well, they gave me two shots of numbing stuff. I don't know if it was two different potions. I don't know if it was one and the other. I don't know if it was Moderna. I don't know if it was who knows what the hell happened. Anyway... I had a I had a weird reaction to this thing. Here's what happened, and it's actually it's it was actually hellish. So thank Christ it did the thing. It numbed it numbed like hell. They the guy eventually had a jackhammer in there. Uh, they had to put goggles on my face because to keep shrapnel out of my eyes. That's an exact quote from the cute as hell uh, assistant, right? That that was helping the doctor out. Uh, yeah, you have to, OSHA says you have to wear these glasses to keep shrapnel out of, out of your eyes. I was like, shrapnel, Jesus Christ, what did I sign up for? Well, so it did the trick. It numbed everything out. But, uh, but then there was, okay, what happened is, like, on my cheek, I got this really bad itch. Now, they had told me, they said, if, if you start to feel pain, raise your hand. Raise your hand and we will stop immediately. So I had this itch on my cheek. And then normally it's like, I'm gonna scratch that darn thing. It's driving me nuts. But then I was like, I'm gonna, that's gonna raise the hand. That's gonna make them stop, which is gonna prolong this heinous thing. I wanted to get through it as quickly as possible. Well, at some point I couldn't take it anymore. I tried to say, I'm gonna itch myself. You can't talk, you can't enunciate with all the, uh, with the apparatus they put in your mouth, right? 
So I itched my, I scratched my face and of course they stopped. But here's the weird thing. It was completely numb, of course, as you would expect. Thank Christ. Well, I'm scratching, I'm scratching. Nothing. It did not satiate the itch that I had. Horrible, horrible feeling. It still itched. Then a little while later, now I got two itches. Like it moved around, like it multiplied. It's like the first itch replicated itself. Holy shit, I have two itches now. And it was so convincing to my brain. It's it felt so weird. Or so so it felt so real. It's like I have a freaking itch. So then eventually then I said, okay, surely this other itch is real. It's driving me absolutely nuts. Now I gotta scratch that. Boom. Nothing didn't satiate that itch. And then the two itches got together. They had drinks. They had a baby itch. Now I got another itch. Well, this was some sort of weird-ass reaction. And I, I couldn't... It spread. It was the most convincing. It, it was... I really had an itch. And there was nothing I could do about it. It was like some sort of torture. <laughs> I finally just had to... I had to go to a special place in my brain, right? And just say, uh, this isn't real. There's nothing I could do. There is this isn't real. I'm gonna sit here and take it like a man. And uh I'm gonna get through this because I I I wanted it to end as quickly as possible. I was in the chair for like an hour and ten minutes. And by the time I, I left there, this itch thing was just driving me completely batty. As a matter of fact. I was, I was on the way home then. It was so distracting and I kept, I kept experimenting with it. It's like, surely I can satiate this itch. Nothing, nothing, nothing I could do would help. But it was so distracting. I had to pull over. I had to just sit in my car and just uh, feel like a crazy person. Comiskey kid, you had spinal injections? Jeez Louise. He says, when I had spine injections, the doctor asked me if I wanted to see the needles, and I immediately regretted saying yes. No. I had my eyes closed the whole time. Every once in a while, I did sneak a peek at the uh, at the assistant. She was so lovely. You know, what are you going to do? Salty's in the house. Salty, where you been, buddy? What's going on? Good to see you. Kids only squeamish with the large needles. I don't like needles at all, yeah. What's delight? Who would... I suppose no one likes needles. Maybe some of those people that cut themselves, right? Do those people... And I've heard of weird people where their their brain is wired differently, where actually pain is pleasurable to their brain. Like the, It's like their brain has it flip-flopped. Maybe they like needles. I don't know. Leo Foxy 346 well, welcome to the show. That's a very interesting Reddit name. He or she says, hello, fellow humans. Hello, welcome. Good to see you. What's going on? Does everyone have their coffee? Is everyone ready to chat? Anyway, they. Uh, I really don't understand what they did yesterday. Although, like I said, I think there was a little jackhammer involved. There was a whole lot of pressure. And I remember thinking to myself, Good Lord, I'm probably going to be sore tomorrow. And I, um, I'm i happy to report uh, that, uh, yeah, I feel like I have a toothache, which is ironic. Isn't the whole idea of these of these root canals, you're, you're, it's supposed to end the pain? But I think what it is is they just messed up everything around my tooth so much with all the work they're doing. Maybe it's sympathetic pain. I don't know. Why do I hear video games in my... Does anyone else hear video games? Georgie has no problem with needles. Why, Georgie? You've never had a problem with needles? Huh. Chino1229 is going back to sleep. What time is it where you're at, Chino? What's the deal? 
Ooh, Comiskey Kid says when he was younger, he had a girlfriend that was wired that way where it's pain and pleasure were opposites. She enjoyed pain and piercing everything. It was odd and obviously didn't last long with us. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That would be weird. That would be totally weird. Thank you's in the house. Where you been, thank you? How you been? Leo Foxy says, so painkillers can end the pain, but if you overdose, it ends the pain forever. So it's technically doing its job. At least we hope. Do you really know when we go to the, uh, when we cross the rainbow bridge? How do we know it's not just endless pain? I don't know, but I think you're probably right. Chino's, it's 6.15 a.m. where Chino is. <laughs> says it's I was gonna go into work but I got a case of the fuckets <laughs> you know the the um totally truthful and caring and loving media keeps telling me that uh, people have decided you know workings for the birds you know let's let people are no longer interested to have a job that's that's beneath them you know I always found this a little bit suspect, you know, because don't people need to eat and everything? Even Hot Pockets cost a little bit of dough, right? But uh, apparently this is a this is a trend. You know, as a uh, I'm an employer, right? I have employees, at least last time I checked. And uh, I will tell you, it's been very, very hard to hire people. Back in the day, it used to be for, for 20 years, you, you put a you list an open position, we would get at least 100 resumes every single time. And now it's like we get three resumes, same job, we'll get like three. One of the guys just busted out of prison, you know, one one person has a uh, horn grown out of their chin. And it's just, it's a hard time. So I guess, I guess what the media is saying is, Correct, I guess. I don't understand it. You know? Good point, Georgie. Georgie says, have you seen my back tattoo? You know, I didn't know, Georgie, if it was maybe one of those things where you... You suffered... You know, you... You suffered through the pain... For the payoff. You know? Like, I know some people, they, they got some tats, and it's like, how was it? Oh, worst pain in my life. It was horrible. You know, but it was worth it to them. Oh, Georgie started back to work. Oh, my goodness. It sucked, she says. Oh, you know what, though? Way to, uh, you know, way to bite it off. That's good. I'm really glad you started back before the end of the year. Georgie and I were talking the other day, and I think it's a, I think it's good. It's a good way to go. To get in before the end of the year, so when things are probably a little slowish. Lloyd Braun, are you into the hot pockets? I haven't paid for a hot pocket in a while. I assume just like everything else, those things are going up in price. Leo Foxy. What is it with everyone? Uh, everyone is lazy and listless. I think I think these are uh, really difficult times these days. You know, people are stressful. It's like this way every year. I see it in traffic. There's simply more cars, and then people are more pissed off. And then I think people are especially on edge because of this flu deal, right? Right? And so, you know what? If you're on edge, if you're feeling lazy or whatever, give yourself a break this season. That's what I say. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Tattoos are overrated, says Tank. Who probably, this dude probably has a tattoo on his nutsack if we, if, uh, if we had access, which I'm not asking for. It's a good one, Tank. Tank actually has some awesome sleeves. They're up on the uh, Pepperoni Discord. Or is it the... 
our subreddit. <laughs> that thing's been languishing. Oh my gosh. Oh, Lloyd Braun is considering doing a coast-to-coast -coast hot dog tour of the U.S. post-pandemic. Well, first of all, if you're thinking post-pandemic, how are we going to travel then? Are they going to have flying cars by then? Is it just going to be teleportation? Will there even be hot dogs? These are all very valid questions. Um... Lloyd, when do you think the pandemic is over? Are we are we just around the curve? This thing is like the whatever, the 40 loaves, the 40 fishes, some sort of multiples of something. Cuz I remember back in the day, it was going to be a two-week thing. All the people that I respect and follow and who just tell it like it is told me two weeks and then the thing multiplied, like whatever it is, the fishes or the loaves or the wine or whatever. And now it's it seems exponential. I don't know when this flu deal is going to end. Georgie had more than 20,000 emails. Good Christ. You know what's funny? I bet I got you beat, Georgie. If I could pull it up. my I'm famous for not reading emails. It's hilarious. I mean, but there I have, I mean, I'm, part of my problem is I have several accounts. And some accounts, I don't have people looking at them, so they just pile up. Jim O'Picks is in the house. Good morning. Oh, I see Vado think post-pandemic is going to be about a 20-year run. Yeah, it's going to be post-pandemic post-democracy, post-fuel-burning uh, cars, and really, like I said, probably post-hot dogs. <laughs> but, but I'll have you know, I'll have you know, um, I am planning, I have two road trips coming. I'm on Christmas morning, I'm leaving for Fort Lauderdale. I'm super psyched and I'm driving because that's how you do it. And probably because also the overlords won't let me on a plane anytime soon. Um, so there's that. And then I'm going to Phoenix. Phoenix in February should be a good time. The kid says they keep moving the goalposts on when it's going to end. It's never going to. We are just going to have to adjust to it being a part of life. Are you referring to the totalitarianism or the uh, or the uh, virus? I was unclear on which part you were talking about. Chicago has wonderful dogs, Lloyd Braun. Absolutely. Yes. The only thing, here's my only little mini critique of a Chicago dog, which if you haven't had a Chicago dog, you got to do it. It's going to be Vienna beef, which are fabulous dogs. They're going to, they're going to put everything, the kitchen sink on it. The only thing I, I kind of wondered about, about dogs around Chicago is the relish. The relish is like this glowing neon green, which I'm not so sure it's like that in other parts of the country. It looks like it came out of, uh, you know, Homer Simpson's workplace. It seems just a little bit nuclear, you know? Oh, shit. I skipped Tank's music, Homer, twice. Um, Robo wants to know if I'm streaming from the road for the Florida trip. I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, here, let me get... Let me, let me find Tank's music homework because that's an integral part of our... The problem is... One of my problems, Tank, other than I'm, not, I'm just not a very smart person, is my comments here, They every it keeps jumping every time someone posts something new so I can't find shit. I don't know. I'm sorry, Tank. Would you post it one more time? I'm sorry. I'll be looking. Um... 
Oh, Tank suggests don't do Portillo's for a dog. Find a greasy spoon place. I, I agree. You got to go local. You got to go, uh, go mom and pop. Now back to Robo's, um, back to Robo's question. Am I going to be live streaming for the road? Here's the problem. I, I have this really nice set setup, you know, I take a little bit of pride in, uh, in my Reddit live stream and Twitch when I'm on Twitch, by the way, tomorrow, everyone that's in here, just go follow me on Twitch forward slash Chicago Tony V. The show's tomorrow and Friday are going to be from, uh, from Twitch. So anyway, Robo Kitty, I'm not so sure. Part of me, I mean, I'm going to miss you guys. Part of me honestly needs a break. <laughs> what is this, 219 shows in one year? Nuts. But, uh, but then part of me is like, oh man, it's going to, I'm going to, it's not going to look good. But I might do it anyway. You know what I might do? I might just pop in for, do, do some live streams. I know the mail's going to pile up. I am worried about that. There's missing a, I'll be on the road for a week. That's going to, that's going to be a little bit scary from a mailbag perspective. Lloyd Braun says the green uh, nuclear relish in Chicago is specific to Chicago. I kind of thought that it really has a glow to it. It really has a glow. See, I think Tank gave up on me. I don't, I still don't see his music homework. I'm sorry, Tank. Let me... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, Tank. Shit, it jumped again. I can't find it. <laughs> anyway. Nothing like a good road trip. I really need it. I really need it. I'm super excited. And I'm, I'm kind of determined. I'm kind of determined that uh, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to stop and smell the roses. And if there's something that looks interesting, by God, I'm going to do it. Okay, Tank's music homework is, oh, Bob Seger, her strut. Bob Seger. Sorry about that, Tank. I should have just looked in the Discord. I'm sorry. What about my theme music, Georgie? What do you mean? What are you getting at? Oh. Press my button. Are you talking dirty, Georgie? You are a tough tank. All right. Listen, 728, speaking of mailbag, I already said I'm going to be in a, a, a DEFCON 3 with the mailbag or 2 or 1, who knows, by the time I'm gone. So let me heed that warning and let me get to a little bit of mailbag. My, uh, my teleprompter crapped out, so I guess I'm going to read it from in front of me. Okay, first, le oh, anyone who wants to send a letter, we love it. It's exciting. It's interesting. Send a letter to... Uh, our email address, Chicago Tony V, like vacation at gmail.com. And eventually it's going to get on the show. Next week, it might be a delay. Okay, first letter. Hey, Tony, looking for a bit of creativity. My mom is self isolating for the next 10 days because of this flu deal. It's a total bummer. She's going to miss Christmas with all of her kids and grandkids. She lives for Christmas. I'm hoping you have any sort of ideas for how we can keep her spirits up during this shitty, shitty time. This is from, oh, how can I read this name? Raika, Raika, Raka, Raika from Orem, Utah. Well, that's a bummer, Raka, Raka, whatever your name is. I mean, so how, so you got, so she's quarantined, whatever, self-quarantined, you said? Does that mean she has the flu deal? She's been around someone? Not that it's any of my business, nor do I care, but I mean, I care. Sorry. I mean, am I missing something here? Uh, FaceTime? 
you could do FaceTime. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to uh, FaceTime the Christmas so she can sit there in her bed and and watch everything and interact. It's gonna be a pain in the ass. You've got to at least do that. <laughs> Tank says self quarantine means she doesn't want to see you. <laughs> Oh my God, that's funny. That is funny. I mean, yeah, FaceTime. I, I I assume you already were thinking of FaceTime. What else could you do? And let me let me just ask a really really dumb question, right? I mean, a quarantine means no no interaction. Can you slide shit under the door? I don't understand how this works. Can the grad kids make her artwork and slide it under her door? I don't know. Other than FaceTime, my only other thought is you could, this might be a, a good time to introduce her to Reddit, right? You could lie. You could do some live streams just for her and have, uh, have all the lovely Reddit community, all these beautifully colorful people interact with her too, you know? Like F4 and like uh, Jimmo Picks and um, all these people. Lady says, I just streamed movies for 14 days. I was happy uh, when I didn't have to go to work. Lady, did you have the flu deal? None of my business. It is none of my business, but please tell me right away. <laughs> Um, Lloyd Braun says, I've done quarantine in Hong Kong. You can have things coming in, but not going out. Well, what sense does that shit make? Okay, maybe it does make sense. Do they give it to you like uh, through like a little prison door? How can, if you have things coming in, if you have things coming in, let me think this through. If you have things coming in, isn't that still, is there an airlock section in between you? I don't know. I don't get it. Georgie says we're doing a Zoom Christmas. There you go. Zoom, yeah. Zoom, FaceTime, that sort of thing. These technologies that they want us doing all the time. Doesn't, uh, maybe maybe you guys could do uh, Christmas in the metaverse. Maybe now's the time to take a leap. As a matter of fact, just Plug the cable into the back of your mom's head and just let her let her stay there forever. Okay, so Lloyd Braun says PPE staff drop it off at the door. What could PPE possibly stand for? Personal Protective Environment. PPE. Per, per, some, there's one that has to be protective, right? Equipment, personal protection equipment. I don't know. Amber says they sit things at your front door and then they leave and you pick it up. Sounds simple enough. Why didn't I think, why did my brain have to make it so complicated? <laughs> oh my God. Equipment. Okay. Personal protective equipment says Robo Kitty. She would know. She would know. She's in the biz. She's the real deal. Personal protective equipment. There I learned something. Okay, let's get another letter going. Let's see what we got. Dear Tony, okay, I messed up big time. I had to take my husband into the hospital recently for a medical event. We thought it was a stroke, but it turned out not to be, thank God. Anyway, I had to uh, I had access to his phone. Oh shit. While we were in the hospital, I found a text thread between he and his ex-wife. I read through pretty much the entire thread. Within, within were a few disparaging comments by him about me. This has me really fucked up emotionally. I don't know what to do. Should I approach him about this? Should I keep it to myself because I snooped? By the way, he is fine now. Thank God. This is from Ellen D. Ellen. 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 
See what you get? Sometimes it's better not to know. It's not. Snooping, snooping is a slippery slope. Because who knows if you, if you took this out of context a little bit. Do you really know the context around which? And then uh, another thing is I want to remind you, Ellen. Okay, you're married to this man, right? Which means, by definition, sometimes you're going to be a pain in the ass and he's going to be a pain in the ass to you, right? Like, uh, like sometimes he's going to he's going to buckle over in what appears to be a stroke and it turns out it's something else. It's some sort of weird-ass indigestion that made, that made him seize up here for a little while. You're married, so it's going to be a bit of a pain in the ass. And you snooped. You just shouldn't snoop. That's what I think. Okay, Gonzo Alcatraz says she should keep it to herself and work on erasing his gripes. He'd be surprised. That's interesting. That's fair. Hey, good point. Maybe there's something in there where there's actually some nuggets you can use to become a better person, right? Ellen, I'm assuming it didn't say in there in the text thread to his ex-wife, oh, she's such a snoop. I'm sure he's not hip to that yet. But maybe there's something in there that could actually help you, right? But yeah, I don't think you can say anything. How do you even... <laughs> Honey, on your deathbed, I was so worried about you and your condition. We thought you had a stroke. And by the way, I went through all the old... The entire text thread of you with your ex-wife. Tank says, if you're looking for something, you're going to find it. Quit fucking being nosy. Yes. Well said. Yeah, don't don't be a snoop. Right, Robo Kitty? <laughs> I think snooping around about me is different. I'm a person of interest, right? And I've got uh I've got an alleged background that people need to check out just to make sure I'm safe to be around. Yeah, Lloyd Braun says marriage is hard, and it is hard. It is hard. I I I still think she might be taken out of text. Who knows? Maybe the guy is just trying to get along with his ex-wife. Maybe maybe she's a pain in the ass and he's trying to placate her a little bit. I don't know. Who knows? Prepare to be hurt, says Lady Letter Carrier. Are you referring, Lady, to just this idea of marriage is hard? Prepare to be hurt, she says. Interesting. I wonder if there's uh, something to be unpacked at a Denny's sometime at a future date. Some more info there. Isn't that interesting? Robo says he didn't cheat, which is what she was looking for. Leave it at that. Beautiful. Well put, Robo Kitty. Yeah. Oh, I see Veda was looking out for us. This quick reminder to everyone to take a drink of water. Thank you, sir. Or madam. Yeah, Jim O'Pix uh, is uh, keying in on this person is a snoop. It's It doesn't pay. I see. If you go snooping, you might get hurt. Okay, darn. I thought there was maybe a deep, dark story you could tell me at a uh, Denny's sometime. Lady. Okay, next letter. Mr. Tony. <clears throat> I have an artistic slash musician brother who I just found out bought my 10-year-old a set of drums for Christmas. <laughs> on the one hand, I find this touching because I really think he cares about passing on the love of music to my son. On the other hand, I expect that drums in our house will likely drive me crazy. And now this next part is all in caps. I know for a fact it will drive my wife batshit crazy. She bitches and moans about the sounds when our furnace kicks on. <laughs> I can't imagine what she'll do when the drumming starts. <laughs> I really don't know what to do here. Do I tell my bro thanks but no thanks? Or do I let this ride and suffer the consequences? 
Thank you, sir. This is from Bobby G. Oh, God. Part of me wonders, see, if your brother is a musician and a, and a drummer, he's already crazy as shit. He has a sense of humor. Now, he might detect that uh, your wife is wound a little tightly. And he might be busting your balls through doing this. Any way you slice it, I think this has to, you, you can't tell him no. Because maybe it is out of the kind, maybe it's, it's, maybe it's the kindest gesture. And maybe for your kid, it's going to be super meaningful. This could be a watershed event over Christmas. Okay, it could be. It's conceivable. Tank says, I'm buying my grandson drums the second he starts walking to get back at my son. <laughs> it is a brilliant gift. If that's the angle, if you're messing, if your brother's messing with you, it's, it is funny as shit. It just is. Tank says, I already bought him a four-foot teddy bear that in time will be used to work on wrestling moves and be loud as fuck. <laughs> Oh my gosh. At least you won't have to hear the furnace anymore, says Georgie. That is a great point. She needs to look at the bright side, right? She. <laughs> anyway, I think you got to let it go. You can't go back to your brother and, and be like, take it back. No way. No way. Can't do it. Who knows? Maybe there's a, a chance uh, the wife would would actually, um, you know, be all for it. But it sounds like a slim chance, but maybe. Maybe. Anyway, I think that's hilarious. Merry Christmas. Send us a uh, send us an audio track of your of your kids drumming in the future. I would love that. Ooh, Lloyd Braun said. Oh, here's actually maybe a very useful thing. Make sure to buy some drum pads to muffle the sound. Yeah, hello. Very good point. I, I, why didn't I think of that? Harry from the award-winning Gamers Watch is in the house. Multiple award, really. Harry, good to see you, sir. How are you feeling? Are you feeling okay? I think the reason I asked that is uh, I was just listening yesterday to an episode where you were sick. But I think it was, it's several. I don't know. Anyway, if you're sick, I hope you're feeling well. Oh, Jim O'Pick says, uh, back to this fellow with the drummer. Uh, support your fucking kid. Maybe get your kid outside in the garden and he could play with the drums. Drumming outside. I don't know how the neighbors would take to that. Even if the kid drums inside, the neighbors still might complain. Drums are pretty loud. Harry says, oh, this is interesting. Harry says, Tony, yesterday we got approached by someone wanting to talk about NFTs. What are the odds? Maybe maybe this is a thing going around. Maybe this is the big thing. I mean, yeah, what are the chances I was the only guy approached? That's crazy. I'm, t I'm feeling like a, a million Zimbabwe dollars, says Harry. <laughs> yeah. Any anytime someone comes to a podcaster and says, "Oh, you're going to be filthy rich," you know it's a red flag. You know it's a red flag. Luckily, some podcasters are already filthy rich. A few, a few. Allegedly, okay. Let's do another letter. Let's say, "Hey, Big Diesel, I want to do up. <laughs> I want to do a podcast next year, but I don't know what topic or genre I should pick." Here. Are, here are the two I'm leaning towards. Actually, it is great that Harry's in the stream. Harry's a tremendous podcaster. He puts on a better show than I do. They're uh, they're going places, and so let's see what Harry thinks. Okay, back to the letter. Here are the two I'm leaning towards. One, a sports and booze podcast. My concept is I would have a guest on the show who was at a particular game in the stands to talk about the game. We would also drink booze together, most likely. Okay, that's option number one. Number two, drunken conspiracies. 
My buddies and I would get wasted and talk about all the loony conspiracies out there like fake the fake moon landing, flat earth, etc. Uh-oh, don't get Georgie going with the flat earth. What do you think? Which would you choose? Any tips? This is uh, from John Jay from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. <clears throat> well, I can tell you right out of the gate, your option number two, drunk conspiracies, is like exactly there's a podcast called drunk theory it's actually one of my favorite podcasts of all time it's super fun but that's exactly what they do now i'm not saying because some other podcast does what you're talking about doing i'm not saying don't do it i mean i can tell that uh you want to get drunk i do tell that from your your two options it seems like booze is central to your plan which is fine um oh see harry said the exact same thing he says drunk conspiracy is already done by drunk theory i like the idea of the sports podcast i kind of think this sports thing is interesting and maybe has the bigger you know potential upside here's the weird thing let me go back to this letter because he says my concept is i would have a guest on the show who was at a particular game in the stands to talk about a game i think that's weird and I think it also sounds like a logistical nightmare. So in other words, if I get this right, like let's say the guy wants to talk about, he wants to do an episode on the Bears-Vikings game. Apologies to RoboKitty. So he would have to find someone who was at the game hey, and then say, hey, do you want to be on my podcast to talk about the game? That sounds very... Uh, I don't know. I think he's going to need to rethink that. Yeah, Tank uh, brings up Barstool Sports. Yeah, which is a fa that's that's the you know, the successful version of what this guy is talking about starting starting out at the very beginning. Harris says you could make it a podcast where you talk about the sport but also review the booze you're drinking. Sure. I've noticed a lot of there's a lot of this and booze you know, podcast. There's a whole lot of them. I'm just not a big drinker, so I kind of don't get it, but whatever. People must love it. Ro oh, God damn it, Robo Kitty. <laughs> what a ball buster. Robo says, sorry, did someone say my name? I dozed off. Anything doing with sports. She's out. You could even be talking about some emotional... This sports guy is in a uh, 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 divorce battle with, with his wife. It doesn't matter. As soon as she finds out he's a sports guy, she's out. Nothing to do with sports. Harry says, oh, I have an idea. Around the world in 80 sports, you go through different strange sports from around the world and dive into them and try to understand them. Harry, that is a tremendous idea. See... Again, thank Christ you're in the uh, stream for this uh, would-be podcaster. I, one of the things I found is it really pays to be different. There are so many podcasts where you just read the title and it's like, oh, okay. First of all, when you read a title and it's predictable, you know, and then you, it just feel a lot of podcasts just feel like, oh, it's been done again and again and again and again. So I like the idea of kind of being different. Tank says, do a podcast on obscure lists. <laughs> He's got the first one started. Oh, Amber on the uh, benefits of booze. Booze gets me more chatty. Yeah. See, I, got, I don't have a problem being chatty. I don't know if anyone's noticed. Okay, let's get to another letter. <clears throat> Dear Tony, my uncle owns a few strip malls and he has offered to give me some space, free of charge, to put a little storefront in one of his units. This seems like an opportunity I can't pass up, but I don't know what business to start. I thought about maybe used sporting goods or maybe like a secondhand shop, kind of like doing a goodwill type of approach. 
I'm not an idea guy, so I'm drawing a blank. What would you do if you were in my shoes? This is from Freddie from Zanesville, Ohio. Yeah, seems like awesome opportunity, Freddie. Awesome. What a nice uncle you have. Free storefront space that puts you at a huge advantage. Um. Now, I don't know what it's you're trying to fire up a like a mom and pop goodwill, maybe? That seems, I don't know. I don't know about that one. That seems weird. Here's what I would do. I mean, I'll, I'll, and actually, especially because you're not an idea guy, here's exactly what I would do. First of all, ice cream. Ice cream. That's a little one-off mom and pop place People will flock to that. They'll tell their friends. They'll tell their friends' friends. They're like that shampoo commercial. Tank says a cannabis dispensary. Oh, is it is I can't remember what state this guy. Ohio? Maybe. I don't know what the laws are there. Tattoo joint, says Tank. Yeah, maybe the guy doesn't have skills for a tattoo joint, though. Or maybe he could just manage the thing and have tattoo artists come in. I don't know. Ooh, Robo says, if I had a storefront, I'd refurbish antiques. Anyway, ice cream. Ice cream. I've loved another, a little mom and pop store opened down the street for me. Literally. Ice cream. They're doing gangbusters. People love that shit. Here's what you can do. There's a company that sells um, really... uh, uh, USA made batch freezers. A batch freezer is the machine that you make your ice cream concoctions in. This is how Ben Ben and Jerry's uh, started out using this company. The company is called Emery Thompson. I think that's E-M-E-R-Y. Thompson is T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, I think. Find them on the internet. They have a tremendous uh, website. They have a tremendous YouTube channel. And they will talk you through doing the entire um, ice cream business start to finish. So you don't even have to, because you're not an idea guy, you can, you can do this. You're, you, you, they'll walk you through it. I swear to Christ, I would do it in a heartbeat if I were younger. And if ice cream wouldn't kill me, I would do it in a heartbeat. Go to their website. Check it out. Robo says, yeah, but people don't want to get an ice cream cone in the winter. First of all, let's not forget, the rent is free. So what does this guy care? He has no overhead. Uh, secondly, I actually beg to differ. I'll bet I could, I'll, I'll, I know it's going to be less traffic in the winter. I know my fat ass would buy an ice cream in the winter if I thought of it. I don't know. Harry says you could rent it out to local artists so that way you don't have to focus on what you can do and it gives other people the chance to show off their talents. That's kind of interesting. Just sort of like rent it out to someone else and just sit there and collect money. It's kind of interesting. I like it. All good ideas. Very good people. Okay, let's see what I, let's see another letter. Hey, before I before I keep going, reminder, tomorrow's show is on Twitch. There's the link up there. Same bat time, same bat place. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard. Twitch has been really good because it gives you a wider screen. There's more fun stuff we can do. Um so we'll do that tomorrow. Be there, be square. You should go find me, register, whatever, sign up. What do you do? Follow? I don't know how it works. Uh, Let's see. Okay, next letter. Dear Tony. It's my first Christmas as a newly divorced dad. And this just in. It sucks. Anyway, my now ex-wife wants me to come over to the house for Christmas morning with her and the kids. The problem is I hate her with a purple passion. Honestly, I don't even know why she wants me to come over. Anyway, part of my brain says to do it for the kids, but part of me says I don't need this drama in my life. Any thoughts on my situation? 
This is from Kyle, Kyle D. Yeah. Well, um, sorry that you're in the shit, Kyle. That sucks. That sucks. Um, my first thought, okay, I, I mean, I'm thinking in terms of what you want to do is you want to do what's right for the kids, right? And probably in general, my feeling is to find some way to get along with your ex-wife is what's in the best interest of the kids. Now, if you want to tell her what a horrible hoe bag she is behind the scenes to her face out where the kids can't witness this at all, that's up to you. But, uh, hey, we got an award from Car Think Menon. We're wholesome. That's tremendous. Thank you. I always think compared to what? Is is Reddit some cesspool? I mean, I, I kind of have a dirty mouth a little bit here and there. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, Karthith Menon. Sounds like I have a lisp. Anyway, do what's best for the kids. And uh, I think it boils down to this, okay? If you can keep it under control and get along and not be a dick, not lose your shit, I would say go. Suffer through it. It's going to suck. That's part of being a parent, right? Some shit sucks, right? Think of all the, if you're if you're like a normal parent, you've already driven thousands of miles for some sort of travel soccer team, right? You know, for some reason, little Johnny has to, has to uh, uh, play baseball two states away for some reason. You know, people do that shit all the time. So I would say, if you can keep it civil, go. But if you can't, or if you're afraid you can't, don't go. Don't fuck up their Christmas. Thanks, but no thanks. Make sure the kids know you're with them in spirit and all that stuff and find time to come over to your place. That's my advice. But what do I know? I'm an old single guy. Let's see. Run away, change your name, live in Mexico, says Harry. <laughs> Lady says, Kyle D, that is going to open wounds. It happened to my buddy last year. His ex of one year wanted to come over and see the kids. He was a wreck afterwards. It really hurt him. Rough. That's rough. Sofa's in the house. Good morning, Sofa, Sofa, Sofa. How's it going? Tank says, never badmouth your ex in front of your kids. She might be your ex, but she's their mother. Yes, indeed. This is why, yes, I say, don't go over there if you're afraid you can't keep it civil. Don't even do it. Um, Kyle, don't act like a child. There's your answer, says Harry. True. Very true. It's 7.58. 7.58. I'm going to stretch and strain to get one more question in. One. One more. One more letter. Uno. Let's see what it is. Dear Tony... This is all I can do. One more. Uh, dear Tony, I'm a 28-year-old woman and adopted. I recently tracked down my biological mother through a service, but I haven't made contact yet. I'm nervous. My adopted parents are wonderful, and I don't want to hurt their feelings or change that relationship in any way. They are who I will always see as my parents, as my real parents. I also have an adopted brother who I love dearly, even though he is a bit rough around the edges. Anyway, I have my bio mom's info. I assume that means biological mom. I have my bio mom's info, but I'm wondering if I should go through with it. Do any of the pepperonis have happen to have any experience with this sort of thing? Thank you for any advice. This is from Carol G from Mayetta, Kansas. Uh, well, so yeah, do let's open it up to pepperonis. Any, anyone, anyone want to share there? I found my birth uh, parent stories. It seems to me, I, what does she say? She's like 28 years old. Yeah. You're a grown woman, which means your parents are grown people. I mean, part of me says 
don't feel like you have to, you know, announce it and make it a big deal to them. I think if they really love you, which I'm sure they do, um, you know, uh, there's, uh, what am I saying? They're, they'd probably be fine with it. You know, Robo has a comment. She says, my cousin's wife did that and was sorely disappointed. Just prepare for disappointment. Right. You know, you got to think about I, I think I think there's not, not to be disparaging or whatever, but there's certain. I think the odds of a person who gives a child up for adoption having a bit of a screw loose, you know, something not quite right, something going on, the odds go up. It seems to me, and so I think it's probably probably the norm where people find birth parents and just kind of think, oh, okay, yeah, this isn't as great as I thought it was going to be. Now, I think curiosity killed the cat, right? So I could understand why you would be curious. I do know my dad was adopted, and I know one of the things is it's just nice to know, like, medical histories and things like that, if you can figure it out. That way, it just, it just helps. Harry says, a friend of mine, Tom, was adopted at birth and decided not to reach out to his bio parents. He then found out that his bio dad passed away and never got to ask why. That was his biggest regret. Sometimes you just need the, the closure. Yeah. I think she's got to think about that. That's actually a very good point, Harry. Why do you, why do you, why does she want to reach out? Does she need answers to some questions? It seems like she's mostly worried about her adoptive parents and I think what I'm saying is um, don't worry about that I, you know worry about do you really want to know why do you need to know is there something that you need to know some question you need to ask Robo says I would do it though if I would if it was me to satisfy my curiosity you are curious aren't you Robo Kitty this is why you're talented at so many things, right? You get curious about something, you master it, bam, you move on to something else. Harry says her adoptive parents will understand. They clearly love you and I'm sure will support you. I totally agree. Yeah, she's worried about her adoptive parents, but I don't think that's what she needs to worry about. She needs to worry about meeting her biological mother and find out that, you know, she's a some sort of bank robber or something like that. <laughs> Sofa adopted some pancakes. Good for you, Sofa. Oh man, pancakes sounds good. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, 8.03. 8.03, I already said that's the very last letter I can possibly do. I want to remind everyone Tomorrow, we're going to try to do the show on uh, uh, Twitch. That's the plan. Harry, did you have you seen our show on? You've been on a Twitch before, right? You were one of the early guys telling me you got to do Twitch. I hope you're proud of me. I hope. Oh, what's this? RoboKitty says one more. Oh, okay. <laughs> Twist my arm. Okay, this is it, though. Honestly. Okay, dear Tony, I, I went on a blind date, which was stressful enough as it is. But this one turned legendary. The girl left in the middle of dinner. <laughs> she had headed to the bathroom, and when she came back, she gave me some bold story about her roommate needed help. <laughs> oh, God. I just think she wanted to bail on me as soon as possible. Back to my normal state of alone for the holidays. Any advice on getting through an entire date without the girl running for the hills? This is from Manford H. Manford. I wonder if your parents were fans of Manford Man. Tremendous band. Oh, Harry, you guys are on Twitch too, Harry? Oh my God, let's connect. Whatever, follow, Be the do the thing. I got to look you up. So Manford had a date that bailed on him. And by the way, 
you are absolutely correct in detecting that this is some bullshit story. My roommate needs help. Oh, God. Um, yes, Harry. Imagine having an awful first date story. Yes. We'll leave it at that. Robo says, dude, why does she walk out? I have too many questions. Well, here, here's, here's what I can share. Now, imagine getting back to, let's get back to our divorced dad over Christmas for a second. Now, it could be, it's conceivable that that fella, maybe, maybe his wife at some point, at some point, maybe she was one of these people that knew, ah, this probably isn't going to work out. But she hung in there anyway for whatever reason. And now he's going through all this pain and all this bullshit and whatever, whatever, whatever. All I'll say is, it's not the worst thing in the world to have someone give you feedback early. You know? Like, hey, guess what? It's not going to work. I'm not going to waste any more of my time. I'm not going to waste any more of your time. I'm out. It's been lovely. I'm out. That's what she did. So I think she did you a favor. So I actually think if you have... If this is some core skill you have, which is to get women to be completely honest with you very quickly, <laughs> it's not a bad thing, you know? Uh, so, I would say, I mean, what can you do? I, hey, listen, most of the, most connections aren't going to work out, Okay. They're not. That's the that's life. And then even when you're even when you're a couple, and things are going good, a lot of times it's not going to work out. So don't sweat it. You got your information early. I think that's great. Move on. You know. <laughs> Lady says, "Glad." Uh. Glad Tony didn't walk out on our date. That's right. I hung in there. You know why? Because it was absolutely lovely. Oh, you think I didn't have three stories in my hip pocket on how to bail within five minutes? You think I didn't have a sea of friends ready to text me with some trumped up bullshit story? Just kidding. Oh, goodness. All right. 807. I must be going. It's been really tremendous. I love you guys. This feels good. I'm still doing, I'm doing a show on Christmas Eve, okay? It's going to be the last show of the year, unless whatever, I do a show from the, from uh, some whorehouse in, uh, in uh, Southern Florida. Anyway, tune in. It's going to be great. And I, in the meantime, I'm going to follow the uh, Gamers Watch Twitch account. I, I got to see what they're doing over there. I can't wait. Um, so I will see you tomorrow morning. It's going to be glorious. Please, everyone, get some shit done today. We got four days left till Christmas. Let's get on the ball. That's what she said. That's not a good joke. Okay. Love you guys, and I like you guys. And until we meet again, which will be tomorrow morning, I want to remind you, you're good enough, you're smart enough, and people like you. And don't take any shit from anybody, okay? Okay. Love you guys. See you tomorrow.